of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome back to the Kenny and JT Show. We've talked about sports gambling. We've talked about the Ohio State Buckeyes. Let's talk a little fantasy football now and bring in our expert, Lance Goodman from NFLExporter.com. Lance, we made it into the playoffs, brother. Uh, that was without question. The question is, did we get that first round by? We got a buy, but we came in second. We were in first place, but the problem is this, as it is always towards the end of the stretch, You've got guys that were playing really well, like like a Nick Chubb, and we just had a caller talk about that. The, the production level has gone down, and we look into the playoffs now that we do have a bye. Let's talk about Nick Chubb. Moving forward, we don't have to worry about him this week against Baltimore, but the following week, the Browns take on the New Orleans Saints at home. Should we be concerned with Nick Chubb? It is all about matchups. You guys hit it on the head when we get to this point in the season. It happens every single year. There's more film available for teams to study. You get into a lot of these division games. And so you have Nick Chubb. You have Saquon Barkley. Guys whose production is way down from what we've seen at the beginning of the season. If I'm a Nick Chubb owner, you do not have any choice. Cleveland's still one of the few teams in the NFL that runs the ball consistently, still has a top-five offensive line, and in most cases, when you look at these matchups, as long as they can keep games close, Nick Chubb will have his opportunities. I know this week, even though you and many other owners are on mm-hmm. by, uh, it is a tough Baltimore front seven that he'll be facing, but they will have a backup quarterback or third stringer in Baltimore, which could afford them a couple more opportunities. And then also, I think when Cleveland plays at home, that's also an advantage as well. So I would not be overly concerned with Nick Chubb this week or next week at home against New Orleans. Both of those defenses are top ten against the run. But, again, playing at home, I think Nick Chubb, you've made it to this point in the season, you can ill afford to sit him out unless you have a better option 100% for sure. Lance, who's the hottest ticket right now in fantasy football? A couple of weeks ago, it was Justin Fields. Who's on top right now? Yeah, I would have to say Jalen Hurts. I would have to say it would be the guy. You asked me when we first, before the season started, you asked if there was one quarterback who could knock off Josh Allen, a top the fantasy football quarterback in overall rankings. And I said if Jalen Hurts is somehow, some way able to combine what he does on the ground with his passing, he would be the guy. And if you go check your fantasy football rankings right now or your scoring leaders, it would be one Mr. Jalen Hurts. You know, and when you, you look at, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry, but, go ahead. No, I just want to say, if you look at what he's done, first quarterback in NFL history with back-to-back years of 10 or more rushing touchdowns, and then just absolutely lethal in the air with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. He's got a great matchup mm-hmm. this week on the road against Chicago, against the guy you were just talking about, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I think as long as weather is not an issue, Jalen Hurts is going to continue his winning way. Kenny, you know what the problem is with a team like mine. When you're that good early, the problem yeah. is when you look to you know add to your team on the waiver wire, you don't get the high priority. So this time of year, you either get hit by the injury bug or there was a couple of different matchups, and here you've got some guy just sneaking into the playoffs, had every waiver wire pickup, and now they look like they have the best team in the world. Right, Lance? 
Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. A lot of times when you start your season off, obviously you want to get off to a hot start to secure and get an early inside track to making the playoffs. But as you said, at the same token, we've seen time and time again, I'm pretty sure it's happened to both uh, both of us here on the line and, and a lot of our owners listening. You may get off to a 2-3 and three or 2-4 and four start, but that allows you to have a higher priority in the waiver wire and you are able to pick up a lot more meaningful players. I have a guy in my league, thankfully, he didn't make the playoffs, injuries, as you just uh, mentioned, and then timing, the bye week. But this guy, I looked at him on the waiver wire, he picked up Deontay Foreman. He picked up Kenneth Walker III. He picked up Gus Edwards. He picked up Christian Watson. I mean, he was just racking up left and right on the waiver wire. But unfortunately for him, the injury to Kenneth Walker III, Christian Watson having a bye last week, ended up costing him a playoff spot. But, no, you're exactly right. You get to this time of year, the injuries are inevitable. Defenses start to catch up on things. And mm-hmm. I'll just throw a couple hot waiver wires out there if yeah. you needed some help at quarterback this week. Uh, Jerry Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr, Brock Purdy, Mike White. Those were the hot names. I think the issues with some of those quarterbacks are going to be matchups this week. Jerry Goff, tough game on the road against that Jets defense. Trevor Lawrence, tough game at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Derek Carr, tough game at home this week against the Patriots. And then both Brock Purdy and Mike White, who had played well in a short sample size, both of those guys dealing with rib and oblique injuries which could potentially hurt their production. And Brock Purdy goes tonight, and if they win, they can clinch that division. They're at Seattle. They're giving three and a half points. We don't know what to expect, but I don't know with a banged-up third-team quarterback if I'm willing to take him unless I have somebody on the bye. Or, are there any injured quarterbacks right now? Yeah, so Lamar Jackson is okay. still out with yep. that knee injury. Good we'll point. talk defense special teams in a minute because I think that's a great way for owners to get some extra boosts in their lineups this week. But Lamar Jackson's going to be out against Cleveland. And then the big one, it really hurts to see Kyler Murray with that non-contact injury uh, suffer a blown ACL on Monday night football. So he is done for this season, and that is a major blow to fantasy football owners who were certainly expecting for him to ha- uh, help them on their playoff run. All right, playoffs are here, Lance Goodman. And when you drafted way back when, right, you drafted the the first five guys as your first best five guys because they're going to have an outstanding year. And as the season goes along, maybe they live didn't live up to expectations. So now it's do or die, right? Win or go home. How do you balance playing the guys that you drafted high because they were supposed to be good versus who you should play this weekend based on what they've done recently uh, and maybe pulling somebody from your lineup that you normally wouldn't pull? Man, it is a hell of a bind to be in because, as you said, this is one and done. Unless you are in an ESPN formatted league where you have a two-week matchup, there is no room for error. And so that is the biggest thing, Kenny and JT. Uh, right now, it is all about matchups. And I just want to start running through because that's what this yeah. is really about. Uh, let's look at the matchups that are tough on paper. Uh, Geno Smith tonight has played extremely well all year, but that San Francisco defense right now tops in the NFL. That is a tough out to a tongue of Iloa. We've seen him over the last two games really hit a bump in the road. Going to Buffalo on a Saturday night in the freezing weather does not bode well for him at all. We talked about Justin Fields working his way into a top seven fantasy quarterback the second half of the season at home. That Philadelphia Eagles uh, defense is playing extremely well. We talked about Jerry Goff at New York Giants, Trevor Lawrence with Dallas coming in, Derek Carr with the Patriots coming in. 
Are you going to be able to trust Tom Brady at home against Cincinnati? Are you going to be able to trust Aaron Rodgers at home against the Los Angeles Rams? The guy you'll definitely have in your lineup whose stock has rose would be Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. You feel much more comfortable at home with this matchup against still a very tough Tennessee defense. But finally, both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both healthy. Are there any quarterbacks that you guys have question marks about or that you feel is in line for a huge day? Not as much. I mean, when you start thinking about these matchups and going back to what Kenny had said, you're going to roll with the guys that you drafted earlier if you still got them on your team. The problem with me was the fact that there are a few guys that I gave up on. And the minute I released them due to either a slight injury like a David Njoku or a bye week, they were picked up by someone else and I couldn't get back on my squad. Marquise Brown's another one that comes to mind. But then again, we don't know what's going to happen with him, the wide receiver with the Arizona Cardinals, because can Colt McCoy really throw the ball? We don't know. So, I mean, it, it, like you said earlier, Lance, it's all about the matchups right now. And if you had somebody that you drafted early, like maybe uh, Nick Chubb, are you willing to maybe bench a guy? Because in the first 10 games – he had, or in the first, uh, what was it, eight or nine games, he had ten touchdowns, and in the last four or five games, one. Yeah, it makes it extremely difficult. I would say for Nick Chubb, and it's going to be situational. It's going to be player by player, matchup by matchup, and really uh, how that player is playing recently and how that player's offense is playing recently. A lot of these games, again, get extremely tough because they are division matchups. Your opponent is very familiar with what it is that you want to play call. And let's not forget, here on the North East Coast, weather is starting to become a right. factor. And so when I look at the running back position, you know, you can't afford to sit Kenneth Walker the third mm. tonight, but he's got a tough matchup right. against that Niners defense. You know, interesting, too. You mentioned Jared Goff, and I told Kenny this. Jared Goff at home has got 20 touchdown passes. They're playing at the Jets. And we're seeing on the radar, New York might be looking at some snow and some really, really bad weather this weekend. What do they expect? And is it still the Meadowlands? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I think <laughs> I think it's MetLife Stadium. Uh, you have to excuse me if I'm if I'm wrong. But no, I mean when you look at Jared Goff, I think the thing that helps his situation out the most is the same thing. He's got a healthy cast of wide receivers. Uh, DJ Chark is back in the lineup, fully healthy. He's had over 90 receiving yards the last two games. Amon Rice St. Brown has established himself as a number one wide receiver. Uh, rookie Jamison Williams got on the field for the first time last week at a 40-yard touchdown. And then also re- wide receiver Josh Reynolds. So I think weather is the mm. biggest enemy this week for mm-hmm. uh, Jared Goff in that Lions offense, which still has DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams at running back. And so I think both for Jared Goff and Mike White, who is playing extremely well. Detroit kind of still has the, the stereotype or MO as being one of the weaker or one of the worst defenses in the NFL, but the weather and that injury to Mike White could also possibly stymie him as well. Happy to have with us, as we always do, Lance Goodman, fantasy guru, as I like to call him, at NFL Exporter on Twitter, NFLExporter.com. What do you do with Deshaun Watson if you have him, Lance? All right, it's two games in now, right? He sat for 11. He looked like crap his first week, improved a little last week. Now he's taking on a very good Baltimore defense. But then after that, it's the Saints. They're not very good, right? The Commanders average at best, and the Steelers aren't very So what's your viewpoint right now of Deshaun Watson? He would be on the bench. I think we've touched on Deshaun Watson a couple weeks in a row, and until he has a meaningful game, he should have no business in your lineup unless you are in a two-quarterback league 
or you just want to roll the dice. The biggest thing that we talked about, unlike a running back, unlike a wide receiver, unlike a linebacker, he's got a lot of stuff on his plate. From the time that he breaks that huddle, trying to make adjustments to the offensive line, does he need to call an audible, he's trying to get a a pre-snap read on the defense, and then once the ball is snapped, he just simply has had not had enough game time in chemistry to get in line with Amari Cooper, to get in line with Donovan Peoples-Jones. So I expect and we talked about it last week. He's mm-hmm. a good enough quarterback. He definitely has high IQ. You would expect for him to gradually, week by week, get a little better. But I don't think from the game in Houston to last week's game in Cincinnati, I myself did not have see enough of a leap forward to have a ton of confidence in to have him in my lineup. I will say that the Ravens secondary is very vulnerable. I do think there are opportunities for both Amari Cooper, David Njuku, and Donovan Peoples-Jones this week. But the Ravens still do have a mean front seven. And again, it's on the East Coast. Weather could be a factor and less needed. We need a championship. You need a win. It makes it very difficult to trust Deshaun Watson right now with his limited action and what you've seen over the first two weeks. Let's look at some other names that we know from fantasy football. And Normally, when we draft our teams, we want to draft teams and players that play on good teams, teams that can win their division. But when we look at the NFC South, is there any value anywhere from Tom Brady to Sam Darnold? No. Uh, he's another guy that I, I would not have interest in last week. Uh, Carolina ran the football, used three different running backs. Oh. Sam Darnold only had maybe about 140 passing yards. And so he's another guy that, I mean, again, if you are in desperate measures, in my opinion, I think that a guy like Colt McCoy would be a little bit more suitable. Right. At least he has some, some star power. Some guys you know can make plays at receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Robbie Anderson to a certain degree, and uh, James Conner at running back. I feel much more confident and comfortable uh, in that matchup, although Pittsburgh's defense has been a little leaky. But again, Carolina last week when they went to Seattle, it wasn't only Deonta Foreman, uh, Chubba Cuba Hubbard, had 17 carries, and rookie Black, the rookie Blackshear had nine carries. Let's, let's keep in mind, as we get to the end of the season, a lot of these losing teams are starting to evaluate talent, and that is something that could ultimately make a guy like Deontay Foreman very difficult to trust because his backup, Chubba Hubbard, has had mm-hmm. 17 rushes in two consecutive games. What about the Buccaneers, though? Do you think they can make a run? No, not at all. I I think they're a team that probably by default will end up winning their division right now at six and eight. They're a game ahead of Carolina and Atlanta. Carolina has already beat Tampa Bay head to head. Uh, I believe Tampa Bay will be good enough to win their division. It could be a tie record. Um, Maybe they get in with a better division record or conference record, but the losses are too many. Again, I think a lot of people miss. Their center, Ryan Jensen, is an all-pro guy. He's been out all season long. Uh, Tristan Wirfs has been out for huge amounts of time. Again, no Rob Gronkowski, no Antonio Brown. And then when you think about Tom Brady, the other thing that he loves is a Danny Woodhead, is a Rex Burkhead, is a James White, one of these kind of running backs that can come out of the backfield and do a lot of positive things. And so I think for this week, you asked about a run for Tampa Bay, I'd say no, but I would say that if Joe Burrow and company who are coming to town this week are putting up a lot of points, then I think this could be a week that you possibly have a little more trust in Tom Brady because despite his erratic performance, 
Mike Evans is still a top-notch receiver. Chris Godwin seems to have it in form, but their offense just looks stuck in mud half the time. I mean, it just looks like these guys aced overnight, but I do believe that this week that is a matchup uh, for Mike Evans, for Chris Godwin, that there could possibly be some daylight. You're the best, Lance. We always appreciate the time you give us, the information all season long. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk again next week when hopefully – oh, JT, you got to buy this week, Bye right? Week, yeah. Oh, so he's safe. So we will definitely still have JT in the playoffs next week so you can help get him and all our listeners to the next round. How's that? Oh, that sounds great. And, again, please, it's that time of year. I'd be happy to help everybody win a championship. Twitter at NFL Exporter. The official home and hub is NFLExporter.com on Facebook forward slash NFL Exporter. That is spelled N-F-L-E-X-P-O-R-T-E-R.